0: Tiger, tiger, burning bright, in the forest of the night, what immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? In what distant deeps or skies burnt the fire of thine eyes? On what wings dare he aspire? What the hand dare seize the fire? And what shoulder and what art could twist the sinews of thy heart? And when thy heart began to beat, what dread hand and what dread feet? What the hammer, what the chain? In what furnace was thy brain? What the anvil, what dread grasp? Dare its deadly terrors clasp? When the stars threw down their spears and watered heaven with their tears, did he smile his work to see? Did he who made the lamb make thee? Tiger, tiger, burning bright, in the forest of the night. What immortal hand or eye, dare frame thy fearful symmetry? This is your host, MDLP. This is the Battle Axe Fucking Podcast, episode one.
1: Yeah. Goddamn right. We got
0: live. This is a live studio audience. I don't know if you guys know, but there's at least 67 people here. Guys, relax, I need everybody to be quiet. I'm really tired, There's like when my dog's here. I mean, it's a, it's a party, it's not really, it's just, it's just a bunch of guys. This guy talking about his feelings for six hours. I got two hosts, these are two of my guys, two of my lifters, have been with me for years. Um, both uh, professionals in their own right, but giving up their body and their life to, to lift for the Battle Axe Gym. We have Vincenzo Yacuzzi, say hi Vinny. What's going on? And then we have Felipe Montoya.
1: How's it going, everyone? Yeah,
0: like sweethearts, both of them, I tell you what. <laughs> um, uh, well, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about you guys. I'm going <laughs> to let you guys do that on your own. Vinny's an established powerlifter. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're actually going into now competitively. You don't really have to talk about your professional life, so you keep that super ninja.
2: Um, well, professional life, I work at a hospital. It's boring, it pays for my addiction to powerlifting. Right now, I'm training for Raw Nationals October 10th in Orlando um i'll compete on tuesday afternoon so it'll be pretty much a afternoon session at the battle x for me goal bigger total than last year bigger total than ohio this year um that's about it
0: flip tell us what well, we call flip felipe's real name is felipe but we um never going to call him that flip tell us a little bit about yourself also your professional life and i I wasn't going to bring that up in the sense of both, but I brought both these guys on because their professional life matters, and we'll get into that, and we'll get into what we just read in about two minutes. So, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, so, I just turned 29. Wow. Which has been quite the blow Sky, <laughs> so <the scary>. last <laughs> couple of days.
0: Happy, bro, it's all about you, bro. It just just us about your birthday. <laughs> Tranquilo. Go ahead, bro. Run with it. Fuck him.
1: Um, professionally, I'm an attorney. Um, actually, that's career choice, and that career path is what ended up uh, bringing me to the Battle Axe. Um, recently, I've made the move to transition to opening up my own office, and, you know, the gym is just my passion. It's what I do outside of work. It's what keeps me sane. Um, I've competed several times uh, under the Battle Axe. Um, this year, so far, I haven't competed yet, but I'm looking to compete towards the end of the year, hopefully at Thanksgiving Throwdown, and uh, I'm
0: just always chasing a bigger total. I mean, that's... and. So I'll, I'll reiterate um, why I brought these two gentlemen on. First of all, <clears throat> in the gym here, in the Battle Axe Gym, we have a particular hierarchy of loyalty and commitment. And these are what we call my made men. These are guys who have literally a key to my gym. They are, um, and I would say an honor, really, because it's their own gym. Uh, they have the rights to this gym. They have paid their dues. Trust me, I am a f- just a fucking asshole about uh, earning that key. And it's taken them three to four years to earn that each both proving themselves in and around the gym, and both of them are professionals. Both of them are people who have a life, who have a profession, who this sport is not uh, paying their bills. It's not doing anything in the sense of monetary production, but they are here every day. They are here to open up the gym for me. They're here to close it down. When I'm out of town, they communicate with themselves. and. I had them on here because their perspective, uh, sometimes I get lost in my own mind and my obsessions and in my insanity and their ability to m- remain grounded to the real world because owning a gym is not necessarily, <laughs> it's not a real world, it's a dream and I get lost in my shit and these guys, when looking upon their sacrifice to compete, it, it brings me, uh, it just brings me solace and, and, and being grounded because I don't have that nine to five anymore, even though I used to. So, to me, to get up to the gym is literally, I can just do it. These guys work a real life, have responsibilities. Uh, So, you know, thank you guys for showing up and taking some time on a ridiculously humid Saturday. We need to return the fan off so you guys can hear my glorious voice. Um, I just want to let you guys know who's never, who don't know me, first of all, (laughs) you're an idiot. but I love to talk about myself, so that's why I brought two other people to just tell me Hopefully to stop talking. Quiet him
2: down sometimes. Please,
0: God, somebody take it away from me. And the live studio audience, um, our sponsors, and I'm going to say we have no sponsors. I'm just kidding. Nobody cares about us. But seriously, uh, in serious note, Beard Strong Podcast, these are the guys here that are making this happen for me. Just, I don't want to say me, Us. It's bullshit, it's not about me anymore. Uh, that's making it happen for the Battle Axe Gym. So Beard Strong Podcast, we're gonna put a lot of tags and everything, they're coming out of the way to edit. It. I have no idea how to do anything with technology other than um, watch porn and PayPal, and that's about. That's pretty much I think in general for most men, right, and they're out here out of their way to edit this video, film it for us, put it on YouTube, and put it all together, so thank you boys. They're here, They're the ones I'll be looking at off yeah. the camera. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. All right. So, what well, we finished there. What well, we started off this show was. I heard this poem originally from Jocko Willink, uh, his podcast, Jocko Podcast. Uh, if you guys haven't heard that podcast or any single episode, do yourself a favor, look it up. Jocko J O C K O, podcast. I think they're like an episode eighty now, right?
2: It's yeah. high up there. They're approaching hundred, I think. Yeah,
0: and and then, and he's it obviously he's a next Navy SEAL and all those good stuff. So, I heard the tiger, T-Y-G-E-R, the, the tiger, it's a poem by William Blake. And I think it's important to understand that there needs to be a level of intelligence and application when it comes to just being a fucking general good human being, but an athlete. And I have been a big, like, big pusher of the idea that if you're going to train at the Battle Axe Gym, there needs to be more than just a meathead approach where all you look up is videos of JTS and Westside. Like, everyone does that. You know, a 13-year-old weightlifter will know who Louis Simmons, is. But can you tell me something that is bigger that you draw into your sport? Because being an athlete is also a mental aspect. So I'm going to have Vinny and Flip kind of give them like a a synapse of what that means to them. And then I'm actually going to put it together in my mind how I saw it in my particular life um, and I'll explain how that goes first. So, I mean, I gave this—I this, gave this, this poem as a homework assignment to the gym to read it, to understand it, to get a perspective, and then tell me what it actually means to them in the sense of applying it. So, uh, well, I'll start with you, Vinny. If you can tell us, in the, you know, and a good explanation of what this particular poem means to you. So,
2: when I first read the Tiger, I had to think back. I went to a private Catholic school for high school and i'm pretty sure we read the lamb back in that day and when i read the tiger obviously most people are gonna think about the creator creating good and evil but to me it was more than that i listened to someone explain how could someone create something that you know was so opposite of what was beautiful and to look deeper in that and transition it to power lifting it's For me it's you're questioning what you know and then someone throws you for a loop so i kind of put it to my programming my lifting and then outside of work as well there's going to be no time where you're a lifter or a coach that you can think that you know everything because someone's going to come out and they're going to teach you something and it's going to blow your mind for me the first i want to say three if not four years under michael was a learning. I came in here, I shut my fucking mouth and I <laughs> put my nose in the dirt and I just, I listened and did what I was told. I'm still Class- selfish. Classic, in- <laughs> uh,
0: classic Catholic school. Yes. Still selfish. <laughs> Way self- to go, Jesus.
2: <laughs> still selfish in the point where I'm competitive. I haven't reached my potential yet. Um, people ask me all the time, do I coach? Do I want to coach? Can you coach me? I will tell them no. Um, go talk to Michael if you need a coach. If he's your coach, go talk to your coach." If you need to find a coach, you know, dig down and look for a good coach. But selfish in the aspect that I'm still learning. Uh, I had an idea of what powerlifting was. I got introduced to it in college through pretty much training in between lacrosse and hockey seasons. The club team was like, oh, you're pretty strong. You want to join? I was like, okay. YMCA, a bunch of old guys, a bunch of old Polish guys, really. And they were like, oh, you're pretty good. My first meet was at a JCC in Worcester, Massachusetts. I was scared to put on a singlet, so I wore basketball shorts that were pretty much (laughs) fucking three-quarter jogger. No, they were below Uh, my knees. I am a short-statured human being. Listen, if you're
0: wearing basketball shorts below the knee, unless you're making $6 million I still
2: pulled over five that day, so it doesn't matter. They went above my knee. Um, But the Tiger is, for me, it's the learning aspect and the growing. Um, As I grow in the sport, too, my mind is changing, um, things are taken away right now, but I'm hoping in the future I can get time back to not necessarily get those things back, but different things.
0: Okay, so I mean we're gonna talk, This one thing I really liked about that conversation, is uh, we're gonna, I mean I, take a, I have to have this notepad here. I'd like to, I love to take notes on people's words. Normally when I'm talking shit, I just talk shit, but we're gonna come back to what a good coach is, and I think that's gonna how we're gonna round this off. Um, because with being a good athlete you can't be a good athlete without a good coach and you can't be a good coach without being a good athlete and what that good athlete encompasses I think tells your future. Philip, tell us a little bit uh, of your, your perspective on that concept and we're going to start breaking this motherfucker down. So my outtake
1: on, uh, on the poem was more of a conventional outtake I think um, when I initially read it um, I was focused on the actual Tiger himself and it wasn't only until after I did some a little more digging that I actually realized that there was uh, another aspect to it, which was the aspect of the creator. And that's kind of where my mind got, uh, got hooked and where I started to look into its meaning. And for me personally, what I took home from it was, essentially, you know, we're all out trying to create something and we have the potential to create whatever we want, be it closer to the uh, characteristics of the tiger,
0: that's our, uh, that's our live studio audience. Our security. That's, our, that's, a, that's a dog. That's my dog, actually. And uh, I really don't like children. Uh, I think they're a menace. So I got a dog instead. I hope that that uh, always stops my girlfriend from ever thinking about having children. And we have really we have large males around us, and so she's angry. She's not. She's, she's, fucking, she's just being loud. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. Um, so essentially,
1: we, we can create... Uh, with our times, whatever we want, whether that comes closer to the characteristics of what's described as the tiger or what's briefly described in the poem as the lamb. I mean the lamb has characteristics that you can attribute to it just by general understanding of you know what a lamb is and what a lamb does. So the way that I interpret it more than anything is that you know as a person, you can create either or or whatever version or image of yourself that you want. and even so you can create you know different, I guess attitudes or different personas to approach different tasks or, or, or obstacles that you have in your life. And I think that one of the things that we discuss in the gym a lot is being a, a civilized savage to a degree. I think that those words Mike has used uh, previously and that's basically, you know, not carrying yourself around, you know, at 100% uh, aggressiveness and rage at all times. But when it's time to, you know, get under the bar, when it's time to pull the deadlift, when it's time to bench, you need to be able to turn it on. And
0: I think, okay, so uh, let me stop you right there. And I think that there's two concepts and it's, it's important to understand why we started with a poem in the first place. First of all, fuck you. I read poetry sometimes, I'm um, really smart. But, <laughs> duh, you know, hip hop is fucking, I'm sorry, I was gonna sidetrack into hip hop. In I was literally gonna put Wu Tang Pandora right now and blow your mind. What? What I think is important, the only reason why I'm letting, uh, not the only reason, but the reason why I'm letting these guys tell their perspective is because you need to understand the development of character when you read. We have three people here, and we have three different perspectives, and you can already hear concepts and different stories and different perspectives into the same world and their application into their personal life. So if it comes into strength and it comes into sports training, I think one of the, we can carry from, in my opinion, from Vinny's thing is the journey concept. And then if you listen to Flip's work, and uh, we heard it before, but it's been good to hear him now, especially with a little bit of whiskey in us, um, is that it's a concept of creating. So one is really the journey, and one is starting to take control. And I think it, if you apply this to your personal life, and you know, a lot of people have asked me in the past, uh, a lot of people actually, especially in this whole year with rehab, and I'll break it down to you very simply, and I'll break it like I broke it down to you boys earlier before. It basically boils down to accepting the good and the bad in, in both uh, in your personal life and a sport life. Uh, you can hear from just talking about their perspectives. Um, each one has an, it's applied differently. In my perspective, obviously because I'm not competing like them, you know, Flip recently started his own law firm. So he's, his perspective is about controlling and going and getting after it. Vinny's already established in his professional life, but as an athlete, it's something of, of you know, the experience, the journey, the step-by-step. To me, uh, it's really understanding that the duality of everything, that's what the point, point of, the, to me, this, this poem was, is that if you're going to accept the virtues and the beautiful aspect of sport, of whatever the fuck you're in, whether it's a relationship or not, it transcends that. It, there's a connection. To that, to that, to that concept, to that poem, to that, to that dream, is that if you're gonna know that you're you're lifting or that you're you're gonna love something, you're gonna chase a dream. That there's gonna be times where it's going to absolutely fucking crush you, and the poem literally describes everything negative about the tiger. The, the that it's built in sinew. It's like a machine. This kind of. This kind of like mechanical, killer of dreams. It's it's killer of everything, and when you love something, when you chase a dream, when when you're in a sport, I think all of us here in this room understand this concept. If you're chasing a dream or doing something, you will know that it comes with the most desolate, isolated, depressing, crushing feelings because there's going to be days where you wake up and you're like, what the fuck am I doing right now with my life? And that transcends sports. And I think that that's the point of being a fucking athlete, is that you need to transcend your sport. You need to be bigger than what you're doing. And this poem, to me, when I heard it on Jocko, I was like, originally I just thought it was cool, because it didn't rhyme all the time, and I like that, because it's weird. But then when, you broke it, when I broke it down a year later, dealing with, you know, uh, herniated disc and not being a competitive athlete for the last seven months... You're like, wow. And then the only thing that's good about that whole poem, like you guys said, that concept, the lamb is only one line. The good is very small. And when you're in a particular part in your life, it's really interesting to hear these guys talk because uh, their perspective is so positive. They're, you know, it's about controlling and fighting because they're in a position of their lives where they're taking control. In my position, I've lost control. I don't have control of my body. I don't have control of my physical goals. So understanding that this is gonna be the path, that sport, strongman, the battle axe gym, these guys have come from the best virtues of my sport, literally, love, fame, legacy, being a champion, winning, being, being manly, whatever, has come from strongman, but at the same time, anybody who's been a real athlete, the isolation, that feeling of being alone, that maybe you're just, you're fucking crazy, and it doesn't make sense, and that you're weird because you're 33 years old <laughs> and you're chasing dreams of a 21-year-old. And then, you know, you have a profession. We pay bills. And here you are crushing your body, chasing something that, for the most part, is literally a piece of paper that says you're a professional and strongman or whatever. Or a total. It's a set of numbers, man. It's intangible. And... You know, th- this will transcend into something that I think is bigger. And that's why I made every motherfucker in my gym that's competitive read it. Because when you sit there and you read that, you should probably feel a feeling of isolation. And you guys are here. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not going to hog the fucking mic because I get real chatty on whiskey. But you, under- like, I feel that you guys, breaking this apart, can understand that there is absolute isolation and despair chasing a dream at the same time it is there is a virtuous feeling of being fucking after it and that's that's why I made everybody read that poem if you read that poem now it won't mean the same thing six years from now it's just like fucking music like those I'm I'm not saying I know I'm saying I know sad music but sometimes (laughs) it's okay sometimes I listen to sad music on the way home it doesn't matter all right doesn't matter Relax, Bryn. I'm gonna cut talking Mike to my off here and a
2: R&B. That doesn't fun. matter. doesn't matter. Do? I'll Denny. talk a little on the isolation part, and I think I learned this from watching some videos from Juggernaut and talking to Mike. When I first reached out to Mike uh, as a CrossFit coach, yes, I did CrossFit. I wanted to be the best exerciser and the fastest. I realized I'm a powerlifter. Whatever the fuck, I got back on the platform. Uh, I have a full gym in my second-floor apartment where I live. Every morning I wake up, I look at that power rack, I look at that bar, I look at those plates, and I know I have a fucking job to do at the end of my workday, whether I'm there 8, 12, 16 fucking hours. I have a job to do. It's to move the fucking weight and get that fucking total when it comes game
0: day. Let me ask you a question. If you could break it down... Mm. So, so Vinny, for the listeners that are, Vinny's extremely driven. I think people are motivated by his discipline. Let me ask you a question. Would you define, what would you define your, your motive, your action to get that job done? I noticed you said job, and I like that, obviously. But how do you define that path for you to get actually moving forward? And I think it's important for, you to really break that down into maybe one or two words what is it that how would you define that for you to actually get in there and fucking get that job done
2: it it excites me um i like knowing that what i'm doing could possibly possibly cripple me if not kill me i mean it sucks saying that i, I understand your fucking scenario i apologize but, but it ain't
0: fucking killing you. you ain't trying bro
2: i know there's people out there that life I has mean, hit them harder and has dealt a worse set of cards and they're making it fucking happen so i'm not gonna sit around and play the fucking pity dance i'm gonna step onto the barbell put it over my face or grab it and rip it off the floor and i don't think my reason can be for anyone else and you know you
0: got to figure that out on your own that's um. Okay, sorry to cut you off But see, that that's fucking beautiful That's a personalized journey I mean <laughs> That's fucking That's the beauty of sport It's a personalized journey And that's what makes you I mean, a man, a woman, a storyteller Right? Because your pers- I can never have the perspective Vincenzo has That's what makes it fucking great Because I can't tell your story, man like we can sit here on the mic and we can say similar things, but I can't speak like you because I don't have, I don't have your walk of life. We all walk in different shoes. We all walk different paths. I mean, and sport defines it. You chose a sport that, like you said, sucks, can it sucks. It brings you. no monetary
2: value. Chicks Nothing. don't dig you. You may not look the best at certain times. You're fucking bloated. You're yeah, beat up. On, you man. can't walk straight. This fucking guy. Okay.
0: Whoa. whoa. Hang on, bro. Okay. Uh, <laughs> can you see me? Haters. I'm looking at all the hammer right, right now. now. This guy's got a 16-pack, and I fucking hate I that seen question. A and you can ask seven both seven years. No, he baited it. It was baiting. It was what it was. I you actually wasn't was. Was speaking from the Beautiful. heart. Yeah, Beautiful sp- man. From the heart. Chicks don't dig all these. Asses. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know what chicks hate? Shredded bodies. You're getting the crowd all around. up. <laughs> hey, I can deadlift your life. Shredded. Here's Michael Delapave. He's a little chubby, and he bird dogs. Uh, he's <laughs> but He's great at
2: bird dogs. He's great at bird dogs. But you know what chicks hate? Chicks hate the fact that the gym comes before me holding their hand or fucking kissing me in public or they want to go to a cookout and I say, eh, I got to go to Take the gym because I have fucking nationals where I'm expected to be Ye- the fucking best in the nation.
0: And that's fact, though. And I've ruined
2: and I've ended relationships as much as that may suck saying I haven't found the one that's as fucking crazy as me, but, but I'm not willing to settle to give up my dreams. You can't. And though. people complain about life happening and all this shit. And I said it before. Life has dealt way worse fucking hands to other people. You're just pretty much, sorry for my language, but being a pussy and no. not dealing with it.
0: Tiger, <laughs> bro. <Walk away>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I actually got to get a beer soon, so I may walk off the camera.
0: I, I, it's not our microphones, so you are free to smash it on the ground. And fuck it, bro. These guys aren't our as friends. As long as you <laughs>
2: can <laughs> beat <laughs> I will be doing 16 hours. I can hours jog away.
0: <laughs> I will jog away at a moderate pace, and I'm he will faster never than catch Michael, me. Michael, so Mike will be in the next one. <laughs> so the next one you know. <laughs> I know. It's just fucking – Flip, give me a question here. Well, I'm a, I'm he a, a, no, no, no. Hold he on.
1: He couldn't block the fans, so if somebody yeah, wants to – Yeah, this guy, Mr. 300 over here. Take him on, Flip, do good. me a
0: favor. I'm going to ask you something. Uh, you re- Like you said recently, and I think it's important why I'm asking this because these people are people, right? So – Sometimes you're like, oh, you know, MDLP is like, he owns a gym, his life is cool, and we'll reiterate this. Let me ask you something. When you started your firm recently, tell me how that particular feeling of literally leaving a relatively comfortable job in the sense of that you're getting the benefits, you're getting the money, somebody else is running that. And let's not run with this too long because I think there's so much to catch up on. I'm not trying to rush you. I like to, com- like to com- uh, compartmentalize. Is that a word? Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize is a fucking word. It's, I feel like because being Hispanic, uh, I limit some of my English, and I'm going to just use that card for us who are Colombian. Um, you know what? It doesn't, okay, this Colombians is a personal joke. Okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's We're sidetracking. We're sidetracking. I just want you to know that one of us is a fake, and he might be wearing a blue shirt. Uh, anyway, so let me ask you a serious question. Um, let's go back to what we were talking about. Um,
1: Chattanooga, Tennessee.
0: If you're going to, if you're going <laughs> to, this guy says he was born in fucking Chattanooga. His, his passport has whiteout on it. I've seen it. I've seen it no with whiteout. a T. Um, if you're going to really, rip, like, that feeling of, of quitting your job and committing to something that's a path like that, um, explain that a little bit how that, that really relates to what we were talking about earlier and the feelings of, of just being fucking different. Um, and I'll let you go from that.
1: So here's the thing with that. Um, I feel like, number one, life is too short for you to be playing it on someone else's terms. And I don't know if this came from growing up, playing a lot of video games and stuff, but I view life and a lot of different aspects in life as a game. you got to figure out the rules, and then you got to act accordingly to try to get whatever the result is that you want. And the result that I want in life is ultimately to have independence and freedom to wake up in the morning and do what it is that I want to do. And that just so happens to be Powerlifting and yeah, you know right. developing strength and that kind of stuff and this is uh, the home that I found where I can go ahead and achieve that. Now I was working a job at an immigration law firm down in Coral Gables. You know, great salary. It was for um, all just intents and
0: purposes. not t- interrupt him. Uh, <laughs> it says okay. So, it's a immigrant kicking out other immigrants. Um, Ch- like Tennessee. Tennessee. Dot com. If yeah. you want to send any complaints, oh, okay. I'm sorry. If you want to Black, Chattanooga, heart. Tennessee. Sorry, I'm too close. <laughs> I just wanted to get real sexual <laughs> with that comment. Is that weird? All right, go ahead. I'm not gonna yeah, speak softer. Okay, sorry. I'm not sorry. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> so if you, I, I found myself in a situation where, you know, a lot, a lot of people that I would talk to, like, man, you got a good job. You're getting paid well, and for all intents and purposes, I was getting paid fairly well for the, you know, degree of experience that I had. the um, the amount of years that I was out of school. And they're like, you know, just kind of stick it out, get more experiences than that. And, it, and I just got to the point where I was working nine to six, I wasn't happy and it just wasn't cutting it for me. So I had to make a decision at that point, which is whether I was going to stick around and continue to be unhappy or whether I was going to figure out the rules of this game sooner and apply it to get what I wanted. And what I wanted was independence to be able to be more free. So eventually I had to make the jump.
0: And, and he did. And and I and I, and I want to I point something out. The duality is awesome. You have a guy that Vinny has a job that's steady. He's growing, but he's making the jump into powerlifting. And you have a guy who is taking the same perspective and taking on his personal life as well. And it's not that Vinny hasn't taken on his personal life, because when you're in this sport, you do take it personally. You know, you're not sleeping. You're beat up. <laughs> you eat weird things at work. And, you know, people... You, you're like, oh man, did you say Game of Thrones? First of all, let me explain something to you guys. Game I of Thrones. I he Game of Thrones. Okay, he lo- you know what? Good. It was you shut your mouth. That episode. That I'm sorry. I-, I-, I don't know it. if I screamed into the mic, but that last episode was the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm not gonna. I'm not. You know. Okay. Did these? Okay, undead people can't jump in water. Suddenly can swim with a giant chain to wrap out. A, uh, you know what? I'm sidetracking. I can explain let it. Let me. Fo- no, you can't don't explain it's it. So real, Just because you're a lawyer, so okay? Zombies and dragons. Not yeah. Real. Not, yeah, you see? No, stop. Okay. There's got to be rules within Fantasy World, okay? There's got to be rules. And a pigeon, or a raven, can not fly at the same speed of a dragon. What Anyways, Battle Likes Gym, Battle Likes Gym, <gasps> uh, doesn't support Game of Thrones episode, season <gasps> seven episode, was it six? I don't All right, let's get real. I think half the audience just fell So, we had 67 people here, now we have four. Um, so, what I'm going to say is... Yeah, sorry. These are my these uh, are these are the guys that are sponsoring us, so we kind of have to deal with them a little bit. Um, so the so but real. What you're seeing is two applications of sport, and and I think that's important. That's exactly why we have to have this kind of change up in in perspectives. You have somebody who's applying the discipline of sport into his personal life, and you have somebody literally applying that discipline of sport in all aspects of life. Not that one guy is better than the other, it's just com- two completely different aspects for sports uh, and perspectives. And that's why we brought up that particular speech. This is what makes up the gym, is that you have all these perse- perspectives, all this growth um, coming at a personal level and at a, at a sports level. You know, Vinny's been chasing, what's my dog doing? Um, Vinny's been chasing a huge total for a long time. You know. You, I mean, it's almost eight, nine times total now, which is fucking body weight total. If it, if you're not if you're not really in a savvy in powerlifting, that's basically your body weight times nine.
2: That's your Wilkes. and when that's your you, squats higher than your Wilkes, you need to go
0: lower. Exactly. David Montoya. Google Wilkes, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and and I'm gonna say I'm going I'm gonna cut you off on one very, very important thing. You said video games, <clears throat> which I'm super personal about. If you're gonna say you have one top video game of all time, Flip. You have one All choice. consoles. All consoles, all time, ever, always.
1: Counter Strike. Oh my God!
0: What? You know what? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> can somebody? Can we stop right now? Was great last week. I don't even want to be oh, here anymore. Ass. Vincenzo, not a huge video game player, but he's savvy
2: huge video game,
0: but uh, GoldenEye in 64 Wow, Golden PP7, this guy.
1: He's <laughs> no skill to that. I'm
0: going to say Metal Gear Solid because
1: okay. Okay.
0: I am on that level of education. Crowd favorite. So I'm also your host, so it means I'm right. Um, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid is superior. Anyways. <laughs> what? Those anime games at night where you can just go on a date, don't count? That's weird. Who played those? Idiots. Um... And I'm gonna touch base on a couple of things on both you boys, and I think it's very important that we we piece these things together so it makes sense. Um, Both of you guys are talking about duality of both uh, accepting yourselves as an athlete, and then the push of your sport on your personal lives. You have Vinny, in my opinion, who is physically and mentally accepting the the sense uh, or the fact that sport is all-consuming. And then you have uh, Flip, in my opinion, Um, I'm pretty much psychoanalyzing my friends, that's why I have very few of them, (laughs) is literally accepting the fact that that sport, and I I feel like I say literally a lot because I'm from Miami, so accept it, is getting all those, those aspects that drive him to the gym and push him to that gym, and is finally putting them together in his personal life. And it's not that Vinny hasn't done it already is that this is, this is where they are in their lives right now. You can hear what they're saying, and that's why that poem and that perspective just seems different, and mine seems different. I'm not there in your lives anymore, boys. I'm at a different place. And to me, that's why that I, I applied this, that's why we started with this in the first place, because this is going to um, really push the boundaries of, of what is an athlete, and what is it that makes us an athlete? And what is it that makes you an athlete and why that title is so bastardized, in my opinion, in the common social media and in the common perspective of, you know, gold star for everybody. But you shouldn't be called an athlete if you don't have this, these types of perspectives in your life. And, and it's vice versa. So you can't just say, oh, I'm an athlete and forget about these things and then know these things and don't think you're an athlete. So, going into my next point and, and moving forward, um, besides that really cool topic, I think it was really interesting. Um, accepting why we compete. And the people listening to this particular podcast are listening because either they like to hear me talk shit, or which, you're, thank you, and you're welcome. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push it past that. If we're going to accept why we compete, Anybody who's listening to this, I hope you're not taking this as only an athletic endeavor because competition is life. Whether you want to better yourself in your gym or your life or your personal life or business, it's going, to, it's going to be something bigger than that. And we have to accept these competitions and these endeavors. So accepting why we compete. Let me ask you boys something real quick. If you had to sum it up one fucking sentence, and I know we're chatty Cathy's right now because we're a little buzzed. <laughs> one fucking sentence about why you compete. And I I want you to take the word competition and encompass it into your life, not just sport. We all know why some of us can compete in sport. Encompass it in your life. Why do you compete? Vinny, go ahead.
2: Competition, for me, it requires dedication, discipline, and a certain mindset that you need to be willing to go that extra mile. And I love powerlifting, that's my passion, my dream, but I apply it to my everyday work because it allows me to be a better leader. I don't come into the gym just to learn that one of my knees may cave. I come in here and I learn discipline, leadership skills, and I apply it to my everyday job, which yeah, will eventually I'll grow from that. I'll get more money and I'll be able to travel more to more competitions, but it's the aspects of competition that keep me going. The stuff you learn by putting that barbell on your back or picking that barbell off the floor all the things that you can apply to your everyday life it's not just the total as much as i love racking up that total i apply everything i learn in this gym outside
0: of this gym as well
1: flip you're forced into a situation where I thought you guys were
0: gonna make out for a second. Oh, wow. no, 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 I back they on. got real close no, no. in the microphone. We, you guys should really have been good here. About it was like really close. Out. I'm pretty sure some of his eyelash sweat got yeah. into Vincenzo's mouth. I'm sorry to interrupt that. He left because he moment. blushed a little bit. Of that, he did. Was the case. It went from six to noon. There's a bunch of boners <laughs> going on. All right, go ahead, Flip. I'm sorry to interrupt. Well, it's Flip. actually. Uh, <laughs>
1: Nice little segue because what I was going to say is uh, <laughs> competition and signing up for a meet or for a strongman competition or whatever it is that you're going to compete with will force you out of your comfort zone and it will make you have to reach a point where you need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and then try to find a way to excel under those circumstances. And that will only, always only
0: result in you being a better person than you were the day before. I, that
2: was a good answer.
0: Yeah, that was. I like I that. mean. So two, two topics from that. Be a better leader and get out of your comfort zone. That's it. That's how I would define that in uh, two words. You know what mine is? I want to know what, uh, that I have what it takes. I, I had a really great podcast last year with Keto Counterculture, um, who we're having down here next, next week already. Two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, seminar with Brian Carroll, Danny Vega from Keto, uh, keto Counterculture what is it that most men want? And I'm gonna say man because I'm not gonna speak for women, but I'm pretty sure it's very similar. It's, it's if you have what it takes. And that that's what encompasses, for me, that's what encompasses that. You know, get out of your comfort zone, be a better leader. That's what I heard from both these guys. And that's, that's a good answer, man. Because if you ask me why I fought when I was a Muay Thai fighter in my youth, Did you guys hear that? Yeah. Give me some of that. I'm going to drink it first, get the power move.
1: He's establishing
0: dominance. One of our future sponsors, PBR. <laughs> 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 Honestly, I love noise. I'm, last time I filmed this, I'm going to have like the entire gym out here. I swear. I'm going to make it different. But I swear, I'm just going to have everybody. It's going to be disgusting. <laughs> Beard
2: Strong is like, fuck. He's like, not about us anymore. <laughs> we don't want to produce
0: anymore. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're like, no, guys, it's at 3 o'clock? 6 o'clock, we're done. Um, and that, and that, I think that that was the biggest thing, that why we compete. And, you know, I'm obviously borrowing from other podcasts because I think it's okay. It's just like comedians hear another joke and then run with it. And I think it's okay for us to to be different and to hear other, other perspectives. But when they asked me that question, like, why is it that you compete? One of the guys, he said... If if we have what it takes. You know, do you have what it takes to be a leader? Do you have what it takes to be uh, something different? Do you have what it takes to be out of your comfort zone? You know, do you have what it takes to be um, stronger or faster? You don't know until you push those limits. And that is literally what encompasses competition in life. You know, it's already been an hour, I think. But... That's exactly why I wanted to ask that question, because I wanted to get three perspectives, um, including myself, obviously, on why it is we're doing what we're doing and why it is that we compete. And most of the people listening to this particular podcast are gonna have some particular uh, athletic endeavor, and they're gonna try and isolate this into sport. And that bothers me. That bothers me a lot because you are funneling your ideas, you are funneling your goals into a sport, into one thing, when the reason why you're excelling in this sport is because you are something bigger than the sport. If you only focused on this particular tunnel vision about being a really good strong man, but you never led anybody, you never helped somebody on the way, you never taught them how to log press, you never taught him what it feels like to push the limits and to understand that saying I can't is not good enough. That waking up on a Sunday to train is okay. That Sunday's not a day to rest. It's just another day in the week. That waking up at 5 a.m. doesn't make you better than anybody else. That it's just part of the fucking job. The job. And that's why it's important to, to define why you compete. And it's important to define it very simply because Occam's Razor, man. Keep it simple, stupid. You know why? It's in your balls or your ovaries. Saw so what I did there. I, I don't even know why I'm being sexually equal, but <laughs> I'm just gonna lose like four of my followers after that. But it's just in your balls, man. You know what the you know what the feeling is? It's simple. And to me, when he said that to me, this was. This is already, I've been a competitive athlete for eight years when I did this podcast. And he's like, it's because we want to know what, if we have what it takes. Awesome. I'll That's stem, what, the will the to win. Go ahead.
2: I'll stem off his what it takes aspects. Um, I've been with, I actually noticed it today as I left work and signed on to Facebook real quick. I've been friends with Michael now for four years once wow. he became a CrossFit coach.
1: Did you share the little video?
2: Uh, I didn't share any I didn't share any fucking videos. I'm not that guy. Um, <laughs> you didn't I actually, share a I actually, Facebook video with me? Well, I'm I'm coming back to Facebook learning it again, but I recently did my Instagram. No, you knew what Instagram, this was. Does so, it every you know, year. there's a bunch of different Let stuff. Let me tell you something.
0: I'm but, a little hurt, but whatever. Go ahead, Vinny. I'm sorry to interrupt you with my sadness. I've
2: heard him puke. It's yes! like Satan. <laughs>
0: That's an attachment. <laughs> On his funny story.
2: You know, what it takes aspect. I've watched people come to this gym, train with myself, with our team, under Michael. And there's two people that I see that come to this gym, people that have what it takes, that understand if you're coming to this gym, you're coming here for a reason. You're not coming here to necessarily be the best for like a year and then say, oh, shit got hard, I can't do this. You're coming here because this is what you love. No one comes in this gym, doesn't show love for whatever sport, whether it be strongman, Olympic lifting, powerlifting, CrossFit. If they do the... Let
0: me ask you something. How many times have you seen that, Vinny, in your life?
2: What, people love?
0: No. That people come in and tell you, I have what it takes, and then leave within six months. Have I, we had a dollar wish, for every time, <laughs> huh?
2: Well, I'd be like at least $100, $150 richer, God, maybe more. We could buy a new rogue sled or something. Throw
0: that on that McGregor fight. <laughs> You know, I won't. I'm just get kidding. some
2: wings, we go to hole in the wall But when you come here, there's a certain level of passion you may come with Michael brings it out in you to take that level to the next step If you don't have it, you're going to quit And if you come here on a Saturday, that's usually your quitting day Because you're like, fuck, I'm a pussy, I don't have what it takes I can't deal with the shit, it's too hot, it's too humid, I'm puking I don't like them video recording me. That's great.
0: (laughs) Uh, We we video people. You put on a great show.
2: You put on a great run, but you pretty much put up a facade that you didn't have what it takes. The people that have been here since day one, and there's a couple people that I know that have been longer in this gym than myself, and they still come in, they still get work done, and they leave. They go and work another job. They go and compete, and they come back day after day, day after day. And don't it, make fucking excuses. Yeah, it, if you really love something, you're going to find a way to fucking get it done.
0: I mean, I, I mean, I mean, that's, that's okay. So that's one of those like particular. That's oh, man. That just makes me feel good Sorry, because that is no, 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 mouth. This is great. No, it's just that's what she said that the things, out of, your, the things out of your the things that <laughs> so that is exactly why we have perspective. Uh, I don't have that perspective on life right now because I'm not in the middle of the fucking fight. But hearing that motivates me, and I, you know, we've, I, I've made t- constant videos about motivation relatively being uh, not the dominant force in moving forward. But when I hear somebody with such a clear cut pushing forward, I get motivated. Now, in your case, you know, Flip, you're somebody who has taken the same exact approach, but you're applying it to your professional life. And when I hear that duality, I love it.
1: Well, if yeah. I could build on that, I Ooh, mean, Vinny wow. used the Build keyword. on that. Look at this guy. Uh, this
0: Jeopardy. All right, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go Vinny ahead.
1: used the keyword facade, and what that mm. kind of raises in my mind is That's a scrabble right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The reason why I love training, the reason why I love lifting weights is because no facade is going to stand up to iron. I mean, that's that weight's either going right to move. Stop
0: right there. Stop right there. I'm going to write that down. No facade stands up to iron. All right, finish that
1: up. And that's, shirt. Is that a shirt? That, that, that's as true as, that as money anything. I mean, that. I work in a profession, uh, where your facade, the way your office is decorated, how you're dressed, how you talk about yourself. You know, I went to uh, graduate school, and that's another attitude that you see a lot in, in grad school. People who say, oh. Sorry, what school
0: did you go to? Uh, Penn State. Goddamn Penn, right. State, Penn, State University. Penn State University, baby. Penn State all right, College. go ahead, sorry to interrupt. That's just, you know, it's a real school. It's not like FIU.
1: Go ahead. Um, if people go to grad school, people go to advanced levels of education, they're quick to tell you about, you know, what their degree is, what their uh, level of education is, what school they go to, all those kinds of things, and then, you know, I've been in situations where you take one of these attorneys who's, you know, very well presented, uh, maybe has some kind of elaborate marketing scheme out there. And then you put them in court, you put them to the fire and they suck. They're no good at their job because when it comes time to, you know, show what they're worth, they're worth nothing. But the problem in, in those fields is that then they can quickly leave the courtroom and begin with the facade again in the gym. That doesn't happen. You load the bar. You roll out the kegs, you roll out the sandbags, and we're going to see what you're made of. And that's what we see here on Saturdays. We see people show up, putting on a facade. I lift weights. I post videos on Instagram. I have an attitude. And then quickly, you see what they're worth.
0: Henry Rollins, bro. 225 is always going to be 225. Mm. That's one of the best speeches. If you look up that right now, Google fucking Henry Rollins about lifting weights. 225 will always be... 225 and that's the iron game. Now, that's that's probably my f- most favorite. Well, we're going to we're going to tie this into the end because we're we're not going to make this a 3-hour podcast because obviously I can talk for 6 hours and once we shut these microphones down, the guys here will probably talk for another hour. And that's what the beauty of this fucking sport is. That perspective builds knowledge. That journeys build that pressure to be better, and that comes from sport. I love sport, I love competition. It, that's, that's exactly what I believed my entire life. This is what this I'm not going to make a podcast, or I'm not going to put my voice on the line just because I think um, you know, everything's going to be great outside of sport. If you don't do sport, I understand, but maybe you just don't understand me. And that's probably how we're not going to be listening to this. And I'm okay with that. But everybody else who fucking sits here and listens to this podcast, who's ever done something athletically, who's ever been on the competitive platform, who's ever put their life on the... Like, literally, sometimes, in many cases, their life on the line. Because if you get hurt, you might not be able to work. To prove yourself, to yourself, that you have what it takes. Because 600 is always going to be 600. Because... Sorry. Oh, I got to back off the mic. Sorry, I get really passionate. Um, because, because, i <laughs> just kidding. I did that to be a dick. No, don't kill it. I'm good. No, I want you to run with that concept. And I, you know why? Because fuck it. I'm really good at this. This is something I've always felt. You can interrupt me 67 times. It doesn't fucking matter. If you're somebody that understands what weight feels like, if you're somebody that understands what the consistency of challenges feel like, I think that's the only reason why we're in this fucking room. I think that's why you're listening to this podcast. Because there is a beauty and being under that fucking challenge, man. And that's that's why we started with the poem. Because you didn't expect that, motherfuckers. Why would you start the battle like shim pod? Cross of all battle like shim, you expecting maybe it's like, hey guys, you know, fuck yeah, you know, I got a beard, whatever. But it ended up being bigger than that. Beard Strong as the sponsor here. Oh, I'm sorry. What happened? W H A A A A A A A. (laughs) What? You understand where I'm coming from. And I think that the listeners will, and everybody else who does. That's why I started with that poem. Because you're going to be like, what the fuck? And you know what the first thing you're going to do? You're going to Google that motherfucker because that's what Jocko did to me. I mean, we sit there and Google a poem that I've never heard about in my entire life. And then it made me apply it to it, to my life. And here we are. So listening to three different completely. I mean, if you you cannot hear the difference in the perspectives. Well, listen again. Because there are entirely three different perspectives on the same fucking poem. On the same conversation. I can easily host this podcast by myself because I love talking about myself and about me and to me. But these guys' perspective comes from two other professional experiences. Two guys that are in the sport who are in the grind like us. Two guys that have everything to lose. If they get hurt, man, they're fucked. That's it. They're fucked, man. You break a fucking ACL, you're done. You're limping at work. You can't make money, son. Me, I'll come here in crutches. I'll make money, man. My personality makes money. And that's important. And it's important to put us on that level. It's important to, when you go to a gym and you go to a real athlete, man, somebody that reads a fucking book and they're, they're inspiring others to be different on their journey to be great. That's what this fucking, that's what this is about, man. I get nuts, man, I lose sleep about this. Like I get pissed off when somebody is on the way up and does nothing to do anything, to not build legacy. To not help their fellow man, to not help their fellow woman, to not help, help their fellow athlete, that's bullshit. So, to tie everything in, to put everything to bed, and to make everything better. And we're going to close this off. Um, if anybody, once I do this, you guys can have a last word, and then we'll say whatever we want. We had a lot of good notes, and I think I filled up um, my entire book with ridiculous doodles. And maybe, uh, and maybe, you can, yeah. we'll <laughs> I didn't draw any penises and I'm upset. <laughs> uh, it's funny. That's funny to me. Yeah. Um, you know, look at this poem, be different. Look up William Blake. Look up the tiger with a Y. Ask yourself why you compete outside of sport. Ask yourself why you compete in life why we are doing what we're doing. And maybe that'll bring some perspectives uh, or understanding that maybe doing what you're doing right now is probably a bad idea. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask my two guys a particular question or one question and they're gonna ask it and they're gonna answer it. Um, if you had to tell the audience and then I'll answer my own. What it means to sacrifice that's it i'm not gonna ask that i'm not gonna ask for sport i'm not gonna answer what you do for and, I, and the word sacrifice is overly used on instagram it makes me really upset because you wake up to go to, the, to go to the gym it doesn't mean sacrifice it means you have a luxury don't be an idiot because you're really ripped and eat chicken breast and rice it doesn't mean you're sacrificed it means you have the gift of being a fucking American and having 16 pounds of chicken breast for like $3. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you a real question. What is it? And I'm, I'm, I'm asking it again. I'm giving you guys time. But I'm just blasting this. These guys have no fucking chance to think about this question. I just threw it on their face. Right Some would say a facial <laughs> of information. I meant facial of information, bro. You like that? It's a cum shot of knowledge.
2: <laughs> and he went the path. He went down that path. Back <laughs> Hey,
0: I'm so, oh, sorry. That was weird. That even sounded like it. <laughs> that even sounded like All right. So if you, if, you, if, you had to, if you had to, what is sacrifice? Now, don't get nuts and keep me on the microphone for 16 hours. If you had to really boil it down, Trust me, I'm thinking about this answer right now too because I just surprised myself with it too. I'm going to ask Flip first because you've been asked second the whole time. What is sacrifice to you? Doesn't matter what you think it is. Don't talk about the Battle Axe Gym. Don't fucking talk about me, bro. Don't, don't, don't push me forward. I'm established, man. Talk about you. I don't give a fuck about me, man. I can, I can make my money. The, the Battle Axe Gym is a thing. I want you to hear about what you think
1: sacrifice in its most simplest terms to me means choosing and sticking to it no matter what may come from the side what may come you know that you weren't expecting you stick to your choice and that sacrifice is defined as both the things you do to achieve what you've chosen to do and the things that you choose not to do that would take you off that path from achieving what you've chosen that sacrifice and you can apply that in any aspect of life in any Career field, uh, discipline, sport, whatever.
0: That's man, that's good, motherfucker. That's tough to follow up on. Now I'm mad on. I I, good thing you're following up because I, I kind (laughs) of want to throw this mic into, uh, into water and be like, I don't want to play anymore. This (laughs) fucking guy. That's what you get for fucking bringing lawyers onto the show, bro. I'm like, am I, gu- am I a guilty immigrant right now? This is what's going on. Is this immigration law?
1: Iced Chattanooga, though. Tennessee, right? That's <laughs> yeah. where I was born?
0: Did I convince yeah. you yet? <laughs> no. You know no, what? No. Maybe. All right, Vinny?
2: For me, I, I can't argue a flip. Sacrifice. If you love something, you're going to go against the beaten path. And I'll speak personally. My family, my friends may not have understood it. But as I've explained it more and they've seen what I'm doing, they're going to get it. But you have to be willing to let go of certain things in order to chase the dream. I really wanted to say sacrifice in that sentence, but I think let go. I mean,
0: <laughs> I think that word is very self-explanatory sometimes. And I think the fact that you guys pulled uh, something out of that word is, is important. I think sacrifice to me is isolation. Because there is no harder human endeavor than to being alone. And I think that, that that's what sacrifice means to me is that I like the concept of choice, actually. I think choices, real choices isolate you. I think that real work, or like you would say if any jobs isolate you, and I think that that is very important to to accept, that when you're on a path, that the tiger is sometimes the most real thing ever, that the lamb is distant, that the light at the end of the tunnel is something that is intangible, it's a myth, it's a YouTube video, it's an Instagram video, it's a song, it's not real, it doesn't happen to you. It's to these other motherfuckers that are on another level that you can never consider to be possible for you. I think sacrifice is that—that when you finally feel isolated, that you are alone in your choices, that you are alone in your endeavors, that you are alone, truly alone, in chasing something, you know what sacrifice feels like, and that—that makes you the athlete, that makes you the leader. That makes you the coach, which we talked about. What is a good coach, which can be an entirely fucking podcast on its own, which we probably will be. That is what sacrifices to me. There is you know what the worst mental torture for human beings is? isolation. the box, the whole torture, these concept of being alone. When you wake up on Saturday morning, it's five o'clock and you're alone at the gym. And you wake up and nobody's texting you at 5 o'clock saying, hey, man, good luck at the gym. You know why? Because it's 5 o'clock, man. It's 5 o'clock. Nobody, nobody understands that. That's isolation. That's sacrifice. Getting strong, uh, getting ripped, setting world records, winning, preparing meals, that's not sacrifice. That's a gift. You've been gifted the chance to be different. Isolation is sacrifice. So we're going to tie this up, and we're going to end it on that concept. I know it's a little bit, maybe a little bit of a kick in the dick about realism. I never said this podcast was going to be something you didn't expect. I never said this was going to be comedic. Um, I think it was just a chance for us to express our perspectives, to express a particular uh, path in life. Um, I think going forward, we're going to have anybody and everyone on here and we're just going to talk about what needs to be talked about. Real perspective. You know, it's... it's, I I get really frustrated sometimes, and I'm not going to talk too much because I I know what I'm going to do. I get real frustrated sometimes when I I see social media that's an incredible, powerful tool. Uh, Even communication between human beings. And it's always that, yeah, I'm good. Everything's great. Uh, I can tell you about a friend that I lost because I thought everything was great, but it's a lie because sacrifice is isolation. And you need to reach out to people and say, hey man, I understand that shit. And we're gonna be fucking, we're gonna be better for it. You know it. I mean, I'm looking at my my friend JT here who's training for nationals. And when you're training at that level for nationals here, Vinny, when you're starting your business, when you're starting a podcast, there's any things that we're doing here. What is the worst feeling? That no one is on your side. You know what that is? Fucking isolation. That sacrifice. So if you've never felt that particular feeling, maybe you're not chasing something hard enough. It's not that you have to drown in it. No one's saying that, that you should be in there forever. But if you haven't felt it, don't come at me with this concept of I grind Get the fuck out of here! You're not E.T., bro. You ain't no fucking the, lion. Yeah,
2: you're a hyena waiting for the lion to do the fucking work.
0: External motivation, isolation comes from within. So I'm gonna end that on that topic. I want to thank everybody that's helped me in this uh, this experiment because this is what it is. Vinny, Felipe, the battle action, everybody else that's gonna hear it. Beard strong, my brothers in this concept. And our studio audience, this is your host, MDLP, saying don't be a pussy. Everything ends.
1: Ooh. Yeah! We famous yet? Goddamn right! Oh, man.